the more resourced I have become as a parent, the less I find myself reacting in those ways. I'm Rachel. And I'm Marcela. And you're listening to the Parenting with Understanding podcast. We are parenting coaches who have helped millions of parents like you all over the world go from feeling isolated and hopeless, unable to break the cycle of permissive or punitive parenting, to feeling confident in parenthood and connected to their children's needs. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Marcella. I'm so excited to be back for another month. Yes, me too. This is Halloween month and the spooky month. We're going to tackle parenting fears, children's fears, teens' fears as well. It's going to be all around the topic of spooky and fear. And I'm very excited because um, there are many things to be covered uh, when it comes to the things that we fear about our kids or our parenting. For this podcast episode, we're going to talk about getting real about our parenting fears. And a big one, a big one for me, let me know if you relate to this as well, is the fear of Oh, I think I'm screwing up my kids. I'm trying to do better. I'm trying to parent them differently from what my parents did with me. But am I screwing them up? They're crying. Are they getting traumatized? It used to be a lot stronger when I didn't know parenting with understanding because I was unresourced. I had no tools. I didn't know how to correct behavior without using punishment. Now my confidence is higher, so that fear. It's well under control, I would say. It still picks through here and there. But definitely when I gained the understanding of how to correct behavior without punishment, without giving in, my confidence went up. And this Friday, this is a little announcement that I have for all my listeners, all our listeners. I have my free masterclass to give you the roadmap of four steps on how to correct behavior without using punishment, how to discipline our children without punishment, without giving in through parenting with understanding. I'm going to talk about the cause of behavior. I'm going to talk about the behaviors themselves so that everything turns into a tantrum. I'm going to talk about discipline, what discipline is, what discipline is not, what is the difference between punishment and discipline and the, the real discipline, the real uh, steps towards discipline in a way that children leave our discipline feeling powerful and not shameful. If you're interested about attending this free masterclass, it's going to be this Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. All you have to do is Open the description of this podcast episode and register for, for the class. Give us your best email so we can send you the Zoom link. Do you yes. have that fear of like, I don't know if what I'm doing is screwing my kids up or like, uh, like he's crying. Is he going to be traumatized? Do you have that fear sometimes? I do. And, you know, I think sometimes that... I think that I'm, I think we're harder on ourselves the more we learn and the more we know about what our children need. The minute we slip back into those ways that maybe our parents raised us momentarily, we automatically think, oh my gosh, I'm traumatizing my child, you know? And yeah, I've definitely had that fear. And I agree too that 
the more resourced I have become as a parent, the less I find myself reacting in those ways. Um, so I think it's so important to plug into podcasts like this, free masterclasses, programs, workshops, whatever you can to expand your knowledge and um, expand your mindsets around parenting and your toolkit, you know, because essentially if you are, a lot of our parents were trying to build an entire house with like one hammer and maybe a few nails, you know, if you, if you think like they had very limited tools and very limited resources. And now just a few decades later, we have an abundance of free resources available to us. We have an abundance of paid resources available to us. And the more tools we add to our toolkit, the better we are going to be for our children. For sure. Uh, now that I'm more resourced, how I said my confidence is up, um, that fear of I'm screwing my kids up is not there as much. Sometimes it picks through because it depends on your attachment style as well. I grew up with ambivalent attachment style. And if you know about attachment, when you have ambivalent attachment style, you parent with a lot of anxiety. You pair with, okay, uh, if my kid is crying, there is something that I'm doing wrong and it's really my attachment and not that there is something wrong. But we can talk about attachment for another episode. What other parenting fear? What is your biggest parenting fear, Rachel? Oh, man. Okay. So for me personally, I think that it is this desire to protect my daughter if I had it my way, honestly, she would never be hurt by any, she would never break a bone. She would never fall down and hurt herself. She would, you know, because I, I like, it hurts me to see her in pain. But I also know that some of those experiences are, are really good teachers. And so I think my fear as a gentle parent is that if I am gentle to her, how am I preparing her for people who aren't, you know? And the truth of the matter is that we, the society will tell us, you know, well, children will grow up and then they enter the real world. When the truth of the matter is that they're already in it. That Our children are living in the real world right now. Okay. They don't grow up and then go out there and it's like, oh my gosh, what is happening? Right. We're not sheltering our children from other relationships. They're around family members who may not be gentle all the time. They're around kids on the playground who are not gentle all the time. They may be around parents on the playground who are not gentle and teachers and all of that. They're going to get to experience a lot of that before they actually move out on their own. And ironically, although I have this concern, there have been multiple times where I've seen my daughter experience someone not being gentle with her and the, the way that she handles herself in those situations is usually very mind-blowing to me. There are, there are a couple of times where she has, like, mashed energy, you know? <laughs> like, if they come at her with some negative energy, she's like, oh, yeah? Well, let me just show you, right? But when I've given her the tools to handle those situations in a positive way, she'll use those tools, and it helps to diffuse the situation a lot faster. And it's really amazing to see that. She's three, you know? So I imagine that consistently giving her those things over the next 15 plus years, she's going to really be able to handle the real world very well. Yes. Uh, my twins go to public school. They go to jujitsu and they have, they are in a traditional environment there. 
and they've been gentle parenting since, since birth. Um, one thing that I've seen is that they do thrive in those environments. Um, yes, gentle parenting doesn't shelter children from those environments, but it could prepare those kids. It does prepare children for those environments, and this is why. I've seen my children handling difficult situations in a more graceful way than I've seen other children handling it. Because maybe, I don't know, it's possible that they have maybe more self-esteem or they have more trust in themselves to, to stand up for themselves just because I've allowed them to stand up for themselves here in the house with me. Another thing that I've noticed is that they are more open to let me know when things are not going that well. Last week, Santiago came out talking to me about a root teacher or, and then a, a root classmate. And then, and then I remember thinking, I didn't feel the confidence to be that open with my parents <laughs> when I was yeah. experiencing difficult situations because they didn't give me the space to build up my confidence with them. So yeah in a way it does help because they feel more trust in themselves more trust in in you as a parent and and they will tell you maybe not everything but a lot of the things that are going on yeah you know another fear that i i think a lot of gentle parents and even traditional parents have about gentle parenting they know that a, a large part of gentle parenting is to validate a child's feelings and let them give space to all of the feelings. Um, there's a saying that all feelings are valid, but all behaviors are not. We do still want to shape those behaviors. But I think where parents get hung up on a fear around that topic is that if I validate my child's emotions or if I lean into those feelings they're going to become snowflakes, right? That are just like so weak and fragile and crippled by, you know, the world, how harsh the world is. And they're going to expect everyone to coddle them and to cater to their fragile emotional state. When in reality, the opposite is at like when we avoid emotions or we, we teach our children to suppress emotions or move past them, they never, um, they never learn the healthy process mm -hmm. of feeling, processing through, and then expressing emotion through healthy, positive behavior. When we teach our children to suppress their emotions or to avoid them or to move past them really quickly, we are not giving them any more strength than we are if we do cater to their emotions and always baby and coddle them and we stop there. And that that is where true gentle parenting is not just going to validate a child's emotions. It's going to teach a child, okay, I see that anger. Let's let's get this out, right? Let's get this out in a healthy way. Anger is not a bad emotion. Sadness not a bad emotion. Disappointment, not a bad emotion. Joy, excitement, you know, all of those things. Emotions are just emotions, right? They're, they're little messengers to our body. But if we stop there and say, oh, it's totally okay to feel angry. You're angry right now. Let's get your anger out. You know, both sides of that pendulum are not healthy, right? And when we, when we truly parent with understanding and we both allow our child to express their feelings, 
but we also teach them healthier ways to express those feelings in the future. That is where we find the happy medium that produces really amazing adults, right? Who are not just emotionally mature, but who are also more likely to be mentally stable because they're not suppressing all these emotions, you know? Yes, yes. People see adults on the street having a nervous breakdown or or having a, an entitled woman at a restaurant, and then they assume they were raised, I don't know why, under gentle parenting. Um, and more times than not, our, those adults were raised with the opposite of gentle yeah. parenting. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why they have a hard time regulating their own emotions, controlling their behavior, and not taking their own people. Yeah. The amount of times that I am told, I don't know if you get quite this drastic of comments in your in your TikTok and Instagram sessions. Most of the time, I think all the time, actually, it's been on TikTok for me. But especially whenever I have a video about gentle parenting or parenting with understanding going viral, I will almost always have multiple comments of people saying, parents like you raise school shooters. And that that is so intriguing to me. Number one, because I know that it's it's not true, and that that's that catastrophizing mindset, you know, of if you if you tell a child that it's okay to feel, and you try to meet them with understanding, you're gonna raise a school shooter, right? When in reality, if you talk to any therapist or child psychologist, people who have actually worked with these children who do, I think, I think people are thinking like, this is the most catastrophic thing that I have seen in our world today. And it is. It's horrifying, right? Those children, any therapist or child psychologist that I have talked to will tell you that those children are always raised in very strict, if not abusive, families. Or neglectful families. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's never, oh, my parents communicated and connected with me so much that I decided to go shoot up a school full of children. You know, that's, you don't, you don't, I know, and I know that that's, this is like brash language, but when we're talking about fears and we're talking about really spooky, scary things that are going on in our world today, that is one of the most terrifying acts that we're seeing right now. And people automatically assume that it's because that child has been gently parented because they see gentle parenting as the lack of discipline. And it's anything but that, right? Hands-off parenting versus hands-on parenting. A lot of people see gentle parenting as hands-off parenting. Like, I'm not even parenting. I'm just letting my kids do whatever they want to do. And that's the opposite of at least parenting with understanding because we are very hands-on, <laughs> very hands-on parents. Um, let me give you a little situation. Yesterday, I heard sibling conflict among the twins. And when I do hear sibling conflict, I don't usually respond right away because I want to give the, the twins the opportunity to solve on conflict. We've been working on that for many years. Most of the time they do, yesterday wasn't happening. It was right before we went to church. And then I started hearing like they were hitting each other or one of them was hitting the other one. 
when I went to the couch, I saw Santi. He wasn't kicking Miguel, but he was pushing him with his feet. It was not like a kick. It was more like pushing him away. And then Miguel was trying to come in towards him. And then I saw that they were really like worked up. They were angry. I went in, in between them. And what did I do? I applied parenting with understanding. Okay, every behavior communicates a need. What is the need here? Santiago, what do you need? I know I see you kicking Miguel, but what do you need at the moment? I need space. Okay, Santiago needs space. Miguel, what do you need at the moment? What do you need right now? I want to show Santi something. So, so he want, he needs belonging. He wanted to connect with Santi. Okay, Santiago needs space. Miguel needs belonging. Okay, and then I translated it for them in their words. How can we meet both of their needs at the same time that both are happy? And then they came up with a little, a little solution after they calmed down a little bit more. They came up with a little solution and that was it. Yeah. So when we do gentle parenting, parenting with understanding, it's not that we are hiding our heads when we see our children in conflict, that we, we are letting them kill each other during mm -hmm. sibling conflict. We just handle their conflict differently, right? Yeah. A traditional parent, if, if for example, if I were to do that with my brother growing up, my mom would have come in and said, okay, you keep on hitting each other and then you're not going to have iPad or this for the rest of the day. Or mm -hmm. she just would have thrown the chanclet at us and shut us down like that way and our needs still would not have been met. Right. We just do it differently. <laughs> we do it right. addressing things from the root, right? And then later on, I found out that Santiago was getting very anxious about going to, to Sunday school, to church, because he has this, all these sensory needs and all those kids. So he was thinking about that and Miguel was trying to come in to be on pretty much on top of him and Santiago was yeah. triggered already. So yes, uh, when we parent with understanding, we look beyond, we unveil the needs and we help our children solve their conflict. And those are the skills that they're going to take to the world. Yeah, exactly. When I, I think of like, I've, I've heard parents solving sibling conflict by like putting the siblings in the same shirt. Have you seen that where they'll take like one large shirt from their parent or whatever and put them and like force them to be near each other? And I think about that in like adult terms. Like if I'm frustrated with my husband and somebody were to like put me in this, like lock me into a position and force me into this like close proximity with him and tell me like you're going to solve this problem right now you know whatever that would build so much resentment and it wouldn't really like I'd be so sidetracked by how angry I felt in that moment that it would be really hard for me to tap into problem solving skills you know and I what I love about what you just shared is that when you you saw your children having throwing a like having a moment, okay? Not necessarily, there wasn't necessarily a tantrum. Maybe some parents would consider Santi's behavior of pushing his brother away with his feet a tantrum. But instead of like that, you're, what you did didn't feed his behavior. It actually helped to regulate him more. So he was able, both of them, right? Because they both had a need. And what is so interesting too about that scenario is that 
their needs seem to be completely opposite, right? And instead of saying, well, he needs this, so you're going to give him this, and he needs this, so you're going to give him this, and y'all are going to get along, right? And like forcing them to get along with one another, you invited them into the process with you and said, okay, so Santi, you need this. Miguel, you need this. How are we going to figure this out? And they get into their logic and thinking brain, and they're like, hmm, maybe we could try this. And it gets them into solution building, which, yeah, exactly, builds skills for the future that a lot of grown adults still don't have, right? How many grown adults do we know that don't know how to solve problems without resorting to aggression or fear or manipulation or control, right? Those aren't healthy problem-solving skills. So parenting with understanding, we're not, we're not feeding into the tantrum. We're literally helping children build the skills to get out of their own behavior and to understand the other people around them and to solve problems with all these amazing mature skills, right? Right. We just need to be in the place, in the mature place, to be able to help them. Yeah. Because even after the fact, I thought, like, somebody who feels that kicking and pushing is really disrespectful might not be able to handle the same way handle it the same way because i literally put myself in between the both of them to keep safety mm-hmm. and then what was happening because they were wind up because they were escalated mm-hmm. something then was pushing me with his feet but then i understood that was just part of the process right but then yeah. and you're like, oh, no, you don't touch mommy. You don't do this. Stop. Then things are going to go worse again. Like, yeah. you just have to be in the position of what is my job here? My job here is to unveil the need, helping my children calm down, settle down, and then educate them in better ways that they can express and communicate those needs. And that's basically what I'm going to do. In the free class, I'm going to walk you through the roadmap so you can do the same with your children. Well, if you got something out of this episode, we want to invite you to leave a review in the comments below and tell us and other parents what you're getting from the Parenting with Understanding podcast. And if you are a customer of HIC Parenting, meaning you have any of our resources whatsoever, we would love to invite you also to join our private Facebook group, the HIC Cycle Breaker Community. It is an amazing community of other like-minded parents, a wonderful support page, and you can open the description of this podcast and you'll see a link there to join. Again, we want to remind you, if you want to attend Marcella's free masterclass, the link for that is also going to be in the description as well. If you don't follow us on social media, you can follow Marcella at High Impact Club and myself at The Considerate Mama on both Instagram and TikTok. And don't forget, it only takes understanding to break your cycle. We'll see you next week. Bye.